0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat, too sweet, the travel kitty. I have a girlfriend, and he's really pretty. I have a pony. We share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have two, of course. I have a ghoul. In the summer, I stay cool through a fountain. live in the mountains. and live high on the hog. The dog, I am a mutt, I'm smiley the dog, I'm super smiley. Wolf and Super Smiles, welcome to a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, here with my co-host, Super Smiley, the national spokesdog for the American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards. And the Hero Dog Awards are coming up in September, so we're reminding everyone to vote for your favorite hero dog at HerodogAwards.org. And you can get your tickets there and come see Smiley and me. We will be there, and our very special guest today will be there as well. Emmanuelle Beaugier is the gorgeous, brilliant actress we've loved on Lost Girl, CSI New York, Smallville, Human Target. She played Charlie Sheen's girlfriend in Two and a Half Men. And she's acted in so many films like Secondhand Lions and 40 Days and 40 Nights. And of course, one of our favorites here on A Super Smiley Adventure, Susie's Hope. We're so happy to welcome Emmanuel Vaugier. Hi, Emmanuel. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to a super smiley adventure. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Emmanuel, I know that you love animals, dogs, horses, and you starred in the beautiful animal advocacy film, Susie's Hope. But first, I have to say, we've had so many actors on, Academy Award winners, but Emmanuel, you are the most working actor I know. It seems like every time I turn on the TV, you're there in a film or a series. Now, aside from Susie's Hope, because we're going to talk about that in a minute, we want to catch up with you. What have you been working on recently. Tell us about what you've been doing.
0: Well, at the moment, I'm working on Lost Girl. We're in season five, and I'm in Toronto doing that. And, you know, that's what we're in the thick of right now. That is so
1: cool. All your projects, they're just, they're so wonderful. And Emmanuel, you're such a star. You've worked with so many brilliant actors. I mean, Robert Duvall is just world-class. The entire cast, The Mentalist, I love every one of them. Can you tell us about a particular project or a cast group that stands out in your memory? Something that, you know, you'd like to share with us?
0: Oh gosh! I mean, you know, every project has a, you know own sort of special chemistry and and the sort of vibe and stuff. That's so been really nice to to work with a, such a big variety of different actors. But I guess because it's the most current Lost Girl, just because our cast is so amazing and we're we're like a big family And, it. You know, I, I was saying this the other day to somebody. Who's like, they're like, "Oh, it's so great here." And I'm like, "I know it. It is really wonderful." And it's I feel like it's so cheesy talking, you know, saying that. Because I feel like everyone says <laughs> that, um, like, oh, we all love each other, but it's not always true. Um, it's Not always actually true. is true on this show. Is that we all we're really supportive of each other. Everybody's really awesome, I and mean, we hang out with each other on the weekends, which is not usually the case. You know, like, not and usually you pair off. It's like you, you make your friends and you have your little alliances and stuff, and you like everybody, but you're not hanging out with everyone constantly. And and we do as a group, so it's it's really cool.
1: That's really cool Emmanuel and that probably contributes to the great chemistry on screen too I would think that do you agree with that Oh absolutely yeah, very very cool, and I love your Christmas films too. I know at Christmas time you last year I think you had so several running. You had a nanny for Christmas, and it's Christmas Carol, <laughs> which was so right. cute. <laughs> They're so good, and you're so good at playing very different characters. Do you have a favorite type? Like we know you've been the heroine in Susie's Hope, and sometimes you play more of a villainess. Which one is more fun for you to play? What do you like?
0: <laughs> uh, I like you know I love that I get the opportunity to do a variety of different things, but um, I love the comedy and I also love the action. The action stuff for me is a lot of
1: fun. And we mentioned Susie's Hope, the film about the true life dog who was set on fire but then recovered and then turned spokesdog against animal abuse. And Emmanuel stars in that film. We'll hear about that right after the break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm And we're back on a Super Smiley Adventure with Emmanuel Vosier, the star of Susie's Hope. Emmanuel, I would love it if you would tell our listeners about Susie's Hope and who you played in the film.
0: Susie Cup is a film about a dog, a pit bull, that was lit on fire when she was three months old, and somebody poured lighter fluid all over her. She ran out the door, and she survived for over 10 days in the park. And this amazing woman, Donna Lawrence, found her and, um, and adopted her. And Donna had actually been attacked by a pit bull and had to, like, have a hysterectomy, almost lost her leg. All these things, and took in a dog that, you know, was the cause of all this trauma for her as well and overcame her fear and overcame so many things and and started to change you know made some huge movement in the laws for animal abuse and and that with Susie and I had the honor of playing Donna in the film so it's uh, her story and Susie's story, and uh, I, I was lucky to be a part of it. It was an absolute pleasure to get to meet her and get to meet Susie and, and the whole gang. It was really great.
1: And the film, Emmanuel, it's extremely impactful. What message do you hope that people take home from the film? Because I know so many people are just loving it. What do you think the message is for everybody?
0: I think, you know, the message is that animals are not just a piece of property that you can do what you will with and what you choose to. It's, you know, they are being, they, they need to be respected and they need to be treated accordingly. They're like children. I mean, and they don't have a voice of their own. So it's up to us to make sure that their voice is heard and that they are respected and, and treated well.
1: I love that because humans, we do have such power or dominion, as it's often said, over animals. And with that power, we can take care of them and nurture them. And and that's what we should be doing. And, And you worked with the real life Susie. What is Susie like in person?
0: Oh, she's so sweet. She's, at first, you know, she it takes a minute to get to know her a little bit, and, and there's certain things she doesn't like, like somebody approaching her quickly with, you know, not sort of letting her sniff, which is totally normal for any dog, really. My dogs hate that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and she's, but she's so loving and sweet. I and mean, she's she was, like, giving us kisses, and it's a very, very sweet dog.
1: Yeah, she is a sweet, sweet girl and and Susie is actually one of Smiley's girlfriends. They know each other very well and they've been on therapy dog visits together at children's hospitals and, and Smiley and I, oh, we're in the film as well. And I play Susie's trainer and I got to work opposite Emmanuel and Emmanuel, it was such an honor and pleasure to work with you in front of the camera. I just, I loved it. In one of our scenes, I was showing you as the character Donna, how to train Susie, right? And Susie was being trained as yes. a puppy. Yeah, it was really, it was so cute. It was that, actually, in that scene was improv we didn't have a script so I was we were literally working with the puppy and she would do things and she was all bandaged up so tell everybody about working with the puppy it was this little dog that was playing Susie
0: Oh my gosh, what are they what's the saying like animals and children <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but the difference for me is I mean, I don't have kids, so it's it's a bit you know, I'm sure people with kids they are' like, oh, definitely children. I'm like, I could work with animals all day long. I you know, when they mess up or they can't you like it's, you have to have a lot of patience with them as you do with children too. And I've worked with children, they're great, but I could work ten times the amount of time with an animal and put up with way, way more <laughs> than I could with. A child. <laughs> it's like because to me it's just it's, for me it's more fun for me it's like oh my goodness this is so cute she screwed up again awesome we get to do it all over again I get to give her hugs and kisses yeah <laughs> so we had a blast
1: yeah, I totally relate because animals I always say they raise our happy chemicals and even just talking about it we're giggling and on set they do they just change the energy and this little dog was all bandaged up there was nothing wrong with her she was playing the role but she had the cute little
0: bandage on her ears and it was she was just absolutely adorable and what 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 fun. she really was yeah. yeah and, no, it, it does change the energy on set. Everybody's a lot more relaxed than there's an animal on set. It's really, it, it's amazing to see it. Like it, it really does make a difference.
1: It does. And on a movie set, people are running around doing their jobs, trying to, you know, make the deadline, make sure they do it perfectly, but they'll be running by real fast and then they'll stop and go, oh, look at the little doggie. You know, it's so funny. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like all business. Like We have to get this done. Oh, look, there's Susie. It's so cute. It's very funny
0: and she had her own little
1: fanfare. Right, and Emmanuel, the broadcast premiere was just last week on Up TV and the comments and reviews are absolutely fabulous. People are saying things like the film actually helped them with their personal healing. Have you been hearing things like that? I know that you've gone to several of the premieres.
0: I mean it's all been really great positive feedback from the film and different you know for different reasons people just weren't aware of things like this that happen and, and the fact that Susie's changed they've been able to change the laws because of what Donna and Susie have gone and done and all the work that they've put in and because of the passion behind the cause and a film like this just brings more awareness but yeah I think everybody you know everybody was touched by the film in one way or another whether it was you know for their own personal reasons or just from the story which how can you not be with that story, so it, it was pretty cool. It was, it's nice when a film is received like that,
1: right? And Emmanuel, you just mentioned changing the laws. Could you tell anybody a little bit more detail about how Susie the dog and, and her team, but this dog actually changed the laws in North Carolina? Can you tell a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So what had happened was because Susie was deemed this man's property, he got no jail time, nothing. It was basically a slap on the wrist. Oh well, you burnt. It's as if he burnt his couch. And, uh, you know, not a living being. And and so when they figured out that his girlfriend came forward and said, no, actually, this dog was my dog. And so it was not his property. That was the reason why he got any sort of, you know, jail time or anything. And and they were able to, Donna and Susie were able to change the laws in several different states called Susie's Law. But I guess the first law they changed was in North Carolina, South Carolina.
1: Yes, North Carolina. Yes, to make it so that the... Yeah, that there would be jail time attached to animal abuse, which is a huge step in the right direction. So we just. Exactly. I think it's two years,
0: up up to two years jail time for that. So that was pretty amazing. And they've gone and done that in several other states too, and it's slowly taking over all of the states, which is great.
1: Yeah, it it is wonderful, and and it's a beautiful, beautiful film. We're talking about the animal abuse and the trial and all that, but it is such a heartwarming, wonderful, beautiful family, family film. I mean, it's nothing, the children will love it. It's done very, very well, and people can see the film and purchase it. I think it'll make a good Christmas
0: gift. What do you think about that, Emmanuel? I think so, too. I think it's a good good holiday film, and it's a good, um, it is a nice family film. There's nothing in it that's offensive, there's nothing in it that, you know, it's Family-friendly, kid-friendly. It's it's great. Everyone can watch it and enjoy it. It It's something for everyone.
1: Absolutely. It was on Uptv, just literally UP, Uptv this month. And it's going to be playing this month. So you can go to slash Susie's Hope to see the schedule. And it's available for purchase on Amazon. And you can get it, pre order the DVD. It's going to be at Best Buy, Family Video, Walmart. We'll release it this fall, and Redbox and Netflix. So there are lots of ways everybody <laughs> will be able to. Oh, see so it's it. going to be on Netflix too? Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be available. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, great. Yeah,
0: I've got that. Oh, yes. fantastic and this is a question that i've been asked several times was when will it be available in canada
1: oh i don't have the the canadian information yet you know what people can go to on facebook to Susie's hope and i'm on facebook under megan blake smiley's on facebook we're under super smiley and emmanuel if you want to give where people can keep up with you then we will be able to share it with everybody cuz so far it's a, it's coming out in the fall so where can people keep up with you emmanuel
0: you can keep up with me at at Evo, J, Evaugier. E V A U G I E R. That's my Twitter handle. And oh, cool! Uh, oh, very cool. And, Twitter. Yeah. And Facebook is the real Emmanuel Daugier. Is okay.
1: Good, good, good. Well, that's a really good question about Canada because you're in Canada right now. Is that right? You're up there uh, working. Yeah, so I'm getting lots of
0: questions <laughs> here. And and, uh, so, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, not sure, but but, but hopefully it's hopefully Netflix it's, will have it up here too because this stuff is a bit different.
1: Yeah, it is different. And, and Emmanuel, I know that you've had many, many animals in your life dogs and you tell told me some great horse stories. We want to hear all about that when we get back right after the break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley
0: Dog. I'm super smiley. Must walk.
1: Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading. But their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. <laughs> And we're back on a super smiley adventure with the fabulous Emmanuel Vaugier. Emmanuel, Okay, this is Pet Life Radio. We're talking about
0: Susie. So tell us about the animals in your life. Well, I've got two right now. I've got Bella, who is a year and two months, and I adopted her about two months ago. And she's a little toy poodle. She's about six pounds. Oh, and my then gosh. I've... Oh, my God. <laughs> She's very sweet. <laughs> and then there's Jack, who's a Maltese poodle mix, and he's four years old, and he's about seven pounds and I've had him for three years now and uh, they travel with me everywhere
1: (laughs) yes they're little doggies little and I think you said that you were actually at the dog park this morning right they do all kinds of things with you right yeah well I was at the dog I have Bella with
0: me right now because Jack is actually at doggy boot camp training um, (laughs) because he he has issues with like he's so well behaved like on the plane everything like he you know he's really sweet everything the only thing. That he does. There's two things. Well, three. He <laughs> hates the doorbell and barks uh-huh. like a, like a maniac at the doorbell, and it's hard to calm him down. And then, not a big fan of kids. Like, he won't do anything. He'll just bark and bark and bark at them. And he, he was chased by them when he was little. So oh, he doesn't yeah. really, he's not terribly fond of them. She's anything under the them. age of like nine or 10. And then, um, yeah, the smaller they are, the more he hates them. And then, and then skateboards, which I think is very common with dogs, anyways. So I have them at, at Doggy Boot Camp, which is, is so here cute. in Toronto. It's like this trainer that I found through a friend who worked miracles for her little poodle. And so he's there for 10, 11 days, and it's, it's a sleepaway camp. And I check on him, like, every other day. I'm like, how's he doing? And apparently he hasn't pulled any of his crap with the trainer. And yeah, the trainer's like, because he doesn't respect you. And I was I like, know. well, duh. I'm like, teach me how to make respect me So he worked on, I pick him up on Sunday and then he's going to teach me. Then I go into training for three hours with the trainer oh and God. he teaches me how to handle him. Yeah. He's not so going to make my you stay kids.
1: there. You don't have to stay there 11 <laughs> days at <boot> camp do
0: you? <laughs> he might have <laughs> me just stay in a chair while he talks. But yeah, it won't be for 11 days. Um, oh my yeah. God. I, I just felt like an episode of intervention when I dropped him off though. Like so oh, issues, right. And yeah, it was very funny. So, the, But it's given me an opportunity to work with the the little one, because the, the reason he told me to bring him, because he said, you don't want her learning that behavior. And then you're going to have two absolutely, dogs that don't like absolutely. children and don't like doorbells. And, you know, and she was already starting to do it. And I was like, okay, we got to nip this in the butt because they're going to drive me berserk. And she loves kids. Like she's really good. Like she doesn't have like any sort of, you know, anti skateboard kid,
1: anything. Oh, so yeah. she's
0: just curious. So we were at the dog park with my friends' dogs, Bo and Lucy, who are two giant eighty-pound German Shepherds, <laughs> and it's really cute because they love each other. They keep checking on Bella, and I'm oh, like, that's "Oh, that's so oh, cute. Bella. But they're so careful with her; it's really cute. And she keeps yeah. stealing stuff from them. And she'll oh, steal bones. So I'm like, "You don't want to do that." <laughs> like you're gonna learn it once, and then you're gonna be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny! They're getting it. That's so cute, but I meanwhile, yeah. anyway,
1: you're such an example of a, of a wonderful, wonderful dog steward because, like, like you alluded to. Dogs are pack animals and they learn from each other. And as soon as you saw this negative behavior, you separated them and you're taking care of the problem. So yay, we love you for that, Emmanuel, for being (laughs) such a a great role model for us, all of our listeners. Everyone, well, my listeners know that I also have a beautiful rescued horse, Starfire. He's one of the loves of my life. But what a lot of people might not know about you is that you are a trained, pretty expert horseback rider. Tell us about you and horses.
0: Oh, I love riding. I, You know, I'm not so expert, but um, I picked it up. Well, I used to ride as a kid, and then I picked it up, you know, maybe a few years ago, and I'd just ride on and off because my schedule was kind of all over the place. And this year, I had planned this trip to Ireland where I wanted to do cross-country jumping. So I thought, if I don't want to kill myself and I want to come back in one piece, I need to start riding, like, as much as I can. So in January, because I knew I'd be in town, I started riding, like, four days a week, and, and then towards the end, you know, like, five, six days a week, as much as I could, yes. and doing clinics and showing. And so I ended up, for, you know, seven months of training, ended up progressing quite a bit, which I was, you know, for my experience, you know, was very, I did well. I'm not, in comparison to people who, you know, have been doing it all their lives, not so much. But I was able to go on this trip to Ireland and not die, and um, that was just- <laughs> and apparently and it, that's a success if you come out of that trip this is what people told me while i was there by the way if you don't come out with like a broken bone or something like bad has happened like where you've hurt yourself it's been a successful trip i was very, like really
1: It's true <laughs> no it's a manual it's very very true because those big cross-country races and, and events that they have over there in ireland and, and europe i hear that often it's common that someone gets killed every year it's not just broken bones so if you survive oh, yeah. if you survive that's why i I said that I know that riders are very reluctant to say they're expert because then they're comparing themselves to the Olympics. Because, because they're the riding world the, world, the real riding world is actually quite an elite world. So, but that's why I said, in my opinion, you're pretty expert, Emmanuel. I'm going to give you that <laughs> to be able to, to do that and come back. And dogs, obviously, you communicate with dogs and your horses. and. For me, it seems like they don't require a different language, but actually a different sort of energy in working with dogs and horses. But you, what do you think about that—the communication between dogs and humans and horses? I
0: think it's—I mean, I think it's very similar, but you're uh-huh. also dealing with you know a fifteen hundred pound animal, which is right. much different than me dealing with my six pound poodle. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot more force and and power that they have that you know that my little I I can't just pick up. My horse and be like, no, bad, bad (laughs) rose, right, 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 (laughs) and, and then put her in, you know, put her in the office. To, to give her a time out <laughs> but, yeah uh, but you have to be you have to be firm with them and, and they're also looking to you like a, I think it's very similar in the sense they look to you for leadership and if you Definitely. if you yeah. aren't leading them and you're not in control and you're not the boss then it makes them nervous and they start acting out and doing things just because they're insecure right uh, so and, so it is similar in that way right um, and then right. there's also this of actually being able to work with a horse and maneuver a horse around, you know, be able to move the horse and all the leg, like all the aids and things like that and learning that. communication, but that's a different you know, that's that's the skill of riding as opposed to just handling you know, being able to be with a horse without riding necessarily.
1: Right, right. And you you talked about how dogs can pick up if you're not the leader in horses. I know they can because we've all seen a beginning rider get on a horse that's very well trained and the horse just walks through the bushes and goes over and eats grass. Oh yeah. Any attention because they know (laughs) that they can get away (laughs) with it. And that like you said is very similar to dogs or children I guess i don't know but, but um, i think it's the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah and for me animals are healers and teachers what have your animals your dogs or horses taught you in your personal life have you learned anything from them
0: oh my gosh every day i think um you know they teach you patience and compassion and and uh and just love, like they just, you know, they're. It's every time, you know, I look at my dogs, I'm like, okay, things are really not that complicated. It doesn't have to be just like bring it back to the basics, very simple, sort of like, okay, you know, one thing at a time. And they don't, yeah, they don't seem to stress about too, too much. And they get over stuff pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, yeah, dogs I mean, right. have been through so much. It's like, you know, they, it doesn't take them as long to. I mean, it does in certain situations, but for the most part, they forget that they were sad 10 days ago or a day ago or an hour ago, and then they see you again, and they're like, hey, hi, do I get a treatise? Do I get (laughs) get (laughs) something? That is very, very true. They're forgiving. I guess, yeah, they teach you a lot about forgiveness.
1: Right, and letting go. Absolutely. And, Emmanuel, we mentioned the Hero Dog Awards. They are coming up. And last year, Super Smiley and I were presenters. We had the honor to present the Inspiration Award to Ryan O'Neill for Farrah Fawcett, who was a personal inspiration and hero to the CEO of the American Humane Association, Robin Gansert. And Robin now has her own show here on Pet Life Radio. So big shout out to Robin. We're so happy that you're here on Pet Life Radio. And last year, Super Smiley Adventure with Pet Life Radio was the radio sponsor, and Pet Life Radio is a sponsor again, and last year Emmanuel, you were a special guest and presenter as well. And this year you're a judge. Congratulations!
0: Thank you. <laughs> and, and no, I'm really see. excited about. I mean, learning about all the all the different hero dog um, yes. missions and that sort of thing has been really really amazing. There's a lot of amazing. Strong sort of competitors this year, and they're all heroes.
1: Yeah, I Emmanuel, can you tell everybody a little bit about the Hero Dog Award since that's coming up? Just you know, a little bit about what it is.
0: Basically, celebrating dogs that have done remarkable things for their owners or in the workforce, and and so there's different categories. There's, uh, I forget how many, like eight categories or four categories?
1: There are eight. It's like war dog, and service dog, and what else is there? Therapy dog. Yeah, but these are
0: really yeah, extraordinary so dogs. Great. Yeah. The extraordinary dogs in eight amazing categories. And, you know, I'm a judge this year, so I've been looking at all the submissions and the, uh, the or the finalists, so to speak. And it's just unbelievable how each and every one of them is, is a hero, no matter what happens. And it's, it's, it was really hard to pick any one particular dog for any category because they were all really amazing. So, right. uh, so it celebrates, the, you know, these dogs as well and tells the stories. And then at the uh, and then they nominate you know one dog to be the hero dog for that year, and so right. we will see who that is.
1: And the first year, I love the first dog who won. Emmanuel, you may know this. She actually led her blind person out of the burning 9/11 tower to safety. She was a guide dog and saved her blind person as he was exiting the 9-11 tower. I mean wow. this is this is the level of extraordinary dogs. Oh my I have chills just saying that. And so of course we want to invite everyone to come join Emmanuel. Super Smiley and me at the Hero Dog Awards. You can go to Hero Dog Awards and get your tickets and actually be there with us. And please go and you can also vote and support the dogs and learn all about them there. And again, we said you can keep up with Suzy's Hope on Facebook at Suzy's Hope. Keep up with me and Smiley on Facebook at Super Smiley and at smileythedog.com. And Emmanuel, tell us your Twitter again so people can keep up with what you're doing. It's at
0: E-Vogier, so E-V like Victor, A-U-G-I-E-R.
1: Very, very cool. And Smiley and I have one more little bit of news. We are new bloggers for Sargent's. Yay, you know the pet company that's been around forever. And we're so excited. So you can visit our blogs there at blog.sargents.com And we'll be posting those all over the place too. And Emmanuel Vogier, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to seeing you in September
0: at the uh, at the Hero Dog Awards.
1: Absolutely, and we're going to be looking for you on Lost Girls, and Emmanuel, is that where we look for you now? Do you have any films coming out? I know you're going to have many, many in the future, but is that the main place we look for you um, now?
0: Lost Girls starts airing in September on Showcase in Canada, and then in January on Sci-Fi. And, oh, um, very cool. And then, Yeah, and then on the film front, I have a film in the Toronto Film Festival this year called Teen Lust. Uh, Ooh, which congratulations! Will be coming out at some point later in the year, but yes, I'll be doing the Festival circuit with that for a little while so that's exciting and fun.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, and Emmanuel, again, thank <laughs> you, thank you, <laughs> thank you so You're much welcome. for joining us today. And we wish you the very, very best of luck on Lost Girl and, and, and in the future. And we'll see you in September, yeah, see you soon. Okay, great. And from all of us here at Pet Life Radio on a Super Smiley Adventure, we wish you all amazing adventures with your pets. So until next time, we'll. Woof, and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.